everyone, welcome to our Strong Mind, Strong Body podcast. I'm your host, Angie Miller, and today we are going to talk about how to improve your mental flexibility. We know as coaches, trainers, and instructors how to help our clients improve their physical flexibility, but what about mental flexibility? Because when we're mentally flexible, we're more adaptable in the way that we think and we navigate stress. And stress is a part of life for all of us. We can't run away from it. We just have to find our way through it. And what if we had these positive coping skills and this mental agility, if you will? What if our mind could do these like mental cartwheels where no matter what kind of stress came our way, we were able to move our way through it pretty seamlessly so that we can have a more optimistic outlook. So today I have Katie Graham. She is the creator of Everyday Confidence Coaching. Katie has this amazing Instagram page and she does amazing coaching. I love her messages. So Katie, I'm going to bring you in and have you introduce yourself. Hello. Thank you, Angie. Thank you for having me on. I truly appreciate you thinking of me and following me on Instagram. So as you mentioned, I am a coach and I actually do a lot of courses and private coaching as well as curating my Instagram page. That's me in a nutshell. Well, you know what? That was a quick nutshell for all that you do. (laughs) Trust me. So I love all your messages and that's actually how I came across you. So um, after I found you on Instagram, isn't it funny how we can find each other on social media and then develop these connections and friendships that feel so natural? So I love that. That's one of the beauties of social media. So let's talk about mental flexibility and what that is, because mental flexibility kind of has a broad range of thoughts and ideas. I'm sure when I say that to every everyday population, we all kind of get a different picture in our mind. But I'm going to kind of give you a start. Um, Kashtan in 2010 was quoted as saying that mental flexibility, but actually he calls it psychological flexibility in this in this quote, is that it's the ability to distance ourselves from our current mindset and to consider other possible mindsets. So it's the ability to step outside of how we think things should be and to consider how things could be. He's saying that if we're going to be mentally flexible, we need to have broader, healthier perspectives. And that's really very similar to the research that's been done on growth mindset. And I did a whole entire episode on growth mindset last year. So I also found another article on Science Direct, and it was too about psychological flexibility. And it refers to our ability to cope with, accept, and adjust to difficult circumstances. And basically, it says that if we're psychologically flexible, then we have this protective barrier against negative feelings and rumination, and it promotes positive mental health. Basically, psychological or mental flexibility is like a buffer against stress. It's like cartilage between our bones. So Katie, I'm going to bring you back in and I would love to hear your definition of what mental flexibility is. My definition is actually very simple. For me, the flexibility for mental flexibility is the ability when everybody else sees dead ends or challenges, I see opportunities and possibilities. For me, the flexibility is knowing that no matter what you do, you always have another 
option or an opportunity or a possibility as long as you're willing to look for it. Mm. So where people see obstacles, you see options and opportunities. I love yes. it. You take away the shoulds and you think about the coulds. <laughs> Instead of what things should be, we say, but what could they be? And there's so much potential in a could, and there's such limitations in a should. Shoulds are shame. So I love the yeah. options and possibilities. So Katie, my goal today is that we share with everybody some concrete tools or techniques, if you will, on sure. how they can build this flexible mindset and how they can see life through a more optimistic lens so that mm -hmm. they do see options and possibilities. And they're not crushed by stress because it's such a part of life. And, you know, we're just coming through the pandemic and now we've got the holidays coming and it's, it's such an easy time for people to feel crushed by the weight of it all. And so I sure. thought, gosh, what a poetic, perfect time to be talking about this right now. Because one thing I do want to say, Katie, before I kind of ask you another question is, if we think about it, the opposite of mental flexibility is inflexibility. And that the research supports that those of us who are mentally inflexible are more prone to feelings of anxiety and depression because sure. we don't have a lot of tools in our toolbox if we're mentally inflexible on how to deal with stress. We don't have that buffer. So Katie, why, you know, you went into coaching, you developed this whole life practice around coaching. Mm -hmm. Why do you think it's so important that your clients are mentally flexible? Let me start with myself. The reason it's important for me to be mentally flexible is that I'm a small business owner and I'm a coach and I'm an innovator. So there's so many things that I try that don't work. That's just life. I know that the more I try, the more I'm going to have success, but I'm going to have more things that fail. So with that mental flexibility, I use it as my superpower. It's like, oh, it's not a failure. I found a way that didn't work. Just like the filaments in a light bulb. How many did he go through? Like a thousand? I just found another way that didn't work. So with my superpower of my mental flexibility, I can say, oh, okay, well, this is not what's going to happen. Here's five other ways I could try. So it's kind of like a Swiss army knife. The knife didn't work. So maybe I'll try the corkscrew. You just, mm. you know, flip things in and out. For my clients, with their mental flexibility, the first thing that they're able to do is actually start dreaming. I have so many clients that come to me and the first thing they say is, I don't know what I want in life. I'm on this path. I'm on this path that I was placed on by my parents or my teachers or somebody put me on this path. I'm here. I'm drudging through it, but I don't know what I want. I don't know how to dream. I'm stuck. So we start with the mental flexibility of just building a bigger dream. If you could do whatever you wanted to do, what would it look like? And so we're able to start getting them into the process of seeing that there's more than one choice. There's more than one option. Mm, more than one choice, more than one option. You know, I love that, that your superpower is just being having agility in your thoughts. Your superpower is saying, I don't see anything as a failure. I'm a small business owner. Everything mm -hmm. I try, it's it's what it is. I have to try. I have Absolutely. to throw something in the ring and see if it, if it works. Mm -hmm. And if it doesn't, I have to be willing to say, okay, that didn't work. Not because I failed, but because um, there's, there's, 50 other ways of doing things. You know, right. I was just talking to one of my daughters about how sometimes we can look back at life and we can think about the way that we think things should have gone. 
And we might be holding on to pain because we might think, you know, I don't know why my sister or my boss or my parents didn't make this, that, or the other decision. But I talked to her about the fact that we're now looking back through our lens that we have today, through the experiences that we have today. We weren't that person back then. And so even for you as a small business owner, even a month down the road, you're not the small business owner that you were a month prior, right? <laughs> not <Because> at all. <laughs> you hadn't tried that other thing and realized that it wasn't going to work. And right. so your superpower is being able to switch out your Swiss army knife and use the different tool mm-hmm. in there. As you said, yeah. use the corkscrew instead of whatever else you might be able to use. It's been a long time since I've looked at a Swiss army knife. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of, I call it MacGyvering. Yeah. I'm sure you saw that MacGyver TV back in the eighties. Or the the new new one that came out. It's your Swiss Army knife. You can do anything with anything that's around you as long as you're willing to look at a different perspective. Try something new. It might work. It might not. But it's your Swiss Army knife. What else can I try? I'm going to keep using that analogy now. At the end of the day, it's like I said, you know, if we're not flexible, we're inflexible. And Mm -hmm. when we're inflexible, we saw the results of that through the pandemic. Mental health concerns grew larger than ever. They were spotlighted more than ever. People started using other behaviors, numbing behaviors to, to hide those feelings of sadness and despair because their mind, they weren't practicing those agility skills of saying, okay, this doesn't work anymore. I can't go into the office anymore. So what can I do to make my life feel better at this moment? So the first skill that I hear you say is that you talk to your clients and you you say, okay, you know what? Let's dream big. If your life could be anything you want it to be, what would that look like? And you basically have them paint you a canvas or write you a story. Absolutely. Absolutely. They walked me through everything, the looks, the feels, the emotions. Those are the big keys. You know, a lot of times people are coming out of the gate and say, I want to be a millionaire. Okay, well, what's that going to get you? What's it look like? What's it feel like? Do you want to live on a beach? Do you want to live on a mountain? Do you want to live in Phoenix? Where do you want to be? What do you want to do on a daily basis? How do you want to show up in the world every day? And those are the things that it's not about, I want to be a multimillionaire. I want to live in a big house. It's how you want it to look, feel, and what your day-to-day looks like for you. Are you at home all day long? Do you travel? Are you exploring the world? Are you working for yourself? Are you working for somebody where you always have a paycheck and you love that? What's it look and feel like in the day-to-day items? And that's just huge right there. No, it definitely is. And plus, who doesn't love to paint their dream? Who doesn't love to put that on a canvas <laughs> or start a book about their dream and and kind of create what um, that actually looks like and get out of be that surprised? That it's oh, really, yeah? really hard stuff. That is a really hard step for most of the clients that I begin working with. Sure. Well, because you know what, it's it's starting with a blank canvas and it's also getting out of a fear-based state. It's getting mm-hmm. out of that state of saying, but, 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 you know, we'll take all the butts <laughs> off the table, take all the shoulds off the table and put fear on a shelf and just yep. create this beautiful canvas of what could be. Um, Absolutely. So that's where you start. So, you know, one of the places that I start with my clients, um, as I think about Stephen Hayes' work, he he created acceptance and commitment therapy. And uh, he has this hexagon. He has this kind of six core price processes that build psychological flexibility. And if any of you are really out there very interested in mental flexibility and how to get through stress more uh, without so much weight and heaviness, Stephen Hayes, I think, is an amazing read. He's got a lot of books. And I won't get into all his core processes, but one 
one of the things that Stephen Hayes does is he says that so often we go through life and we think that we're projects to be fixed. And we go crazy in our own minds because we're like, how come I can't fix this? I want to fix this. And to us, fixing means I just want my problem to go away. And when we can't find a way to fix it or make our problem go away, that's where people get caught up in those numbing behaviors because they don't want to be uncomfortable. But I have to tell you, Katie, and to all of you listeners, the thing that he does is very similar to what you do, Katie. He mm -hmm. asks questions because yeah. he says, guess what? You're not a project to be fixed. You're not broken. Mm -hmm. You're not a machine and you don't have to numb away these feelings. What if you just say, gosh, these feelings stink, <clears throat> but instead of trying to numb them or get rid of them, what if you face them and then try to ask some powerful questions to find your way through them? And so sure. one of his questions was very similar to yours. He says to his clients, what does a better life look like? And then he asked them things like, well, what have you tried so far? What's worked? What hasn't worked? And if what you've tried had worked, what would your life look like now? What would you hope for? So those are just some of those, those questions. But Katie, I want to reintroduce you. We are talking about mental flexibility. And I'm talking to Katie Graham. And she is a confidence coach. And um, she is the creator of Everyday Confidence Coaching. And um, she's got some great insight on how she coaches her clients. So basically, though, Stephen Hayes says that take your experiences, take what you've learned, use them as a guidepost, and then recognize that if the strategies you've been employing so far don't work, let's be committed to try something different. Absolutely. Isn't that kind of what you're saying in a nutshell? You know, we all say the same thing in a slightly different way, and we all get similar results in a slightly different way. It's so, whatever works for you. You know what? So Katie, I have a question then. What yes. you, you tell them, you're like, okay, here, create this dream for me. And mm -hmm. then you walk through that with them. What do you, where do you go from there? So I have a few steps in between that and where I'm going next. So the big step that we always come back to is the obstacles. So you know what your dream is and we talk about how they want to get there, but then we also focus really highly on the obstacles. What's going to stand in your way? Maybe it's a, a family member who says, you can't do that, that stinks. What are you thinking? Maybe it's your boss saying, you can never do that. Maybe it's a kid going, I need to go to college. You can't go do that because then I can't go to college. What are your obstacles that are popping up? Is it your fear? Is it the thought that when you were small that you had to do something different because this is what somebody told you you could do and you weren't worthy of doing something else? So we list out all those obstacles. And then once we have them listed out, we know that if we can find a solution for each of these, it's a whole lot easier to step forward. So we look at each obstacle and we say, all right, obstacle A, what are three options? So say you're planning a road trip. What are your options if you get a flat tire? You can do, you can have a tire by yourself or in your car with you. I drive a Fiat, so that's not an option to have a spare tire. But I have an air pump under my seat that if I get a flat tire, I can pump my air into my tire and get to a service station. I used to carry the, the can of air that does a self-sealant. It ruins your tire and you have to replace it, but you can get somewhere. I used to carry a can of that. Um, Florida doesn't work so well. It exploded, but I did have one of those. So each of those obstacles, we just go through what are three things that you can do to work around that obstacle. And even though we may not hit all the obstacles that are going to come up, with that whole list that we're 
very, very knowledgeable on, we can use the solutions for other obstacles if something new comes up because we've got that Swiss army knife and we know we have options. Mm -hmm. So even though we don't cover all the options, if something new pops up, we already have all these built-in solutions that we can go, oh yeah, I can do this. So it helps them get past that fear and past the what ifs. What if this happens? Oh, we already have a solution. Okay, let's keep going. Well, what if this happens? Oh, we already have a solution. Let's keep going. So we can take that next step without going, oh, I can't do it. I can't do it. Yeah. You know, well, you come and up I against love that. that. <laughs> I love that that follows the dream because to your point, you said that for a lot of people, creating that dream is hard. Mm-hmm. And again, I think creating the dream is hard because it's hard to get out of your head and not the, the dream gets kind of, um, complicated or convoluted by the what if scenarios and all the obstacles. So basically what you're saying is forget about those for a minute, create the dream because don't worry, we're going to get to whatever you think is holding you back. And also to your point, even if they meet an obstacle that they didn't think about, that's okay Mm -hmm. too, because they've already created a bunch of solutions. So they know they're capable of creating solutions. You got it. (laughs) Yeah, that's beautiful. So again, you know, Katie, um, we're talking about mental flexibility and this is Katie Graham. She's the creator of Everyday Confidence Coats. I'm Angie Miller and this is Strong Mind, Strong Body. So if you're just tuning in, let's talk about how to be agile in your mind. Let's talk about (laughs) how not just to be physically flexible, but how do you flex those mindset muscles so you don't get stuck, so that stress doesn't have you wanting to go and, um, I don't know do something that isn't going to provide prove to be very helpful. So Katie, you're starting out talking about dreams and then obstacles. And I have to share something. I was reading about uh, mental flexibility and all the research out there and how there's so much research about stress resilience and growth mindset and how those who are mentally agile get through life um, without so many concerns or issues because they're adaptable, right? It's not Mm -hmm. that they have less problems. It's that they are flexible in the way they approach the problems. So I was reading about, um, somebody had written about mind. um, She called it mind your well, but I called it mind your lake. And I always think of, um, we're all this full lake at the beginning of the Mm -hmm. day. We have crystal clear blue water and our lake is full and it's blue and it's smooth and nothing's happened yet. Nobody's thrown any rocks in our lake and our lake, you know, it's not draining yet. And then all the decisions that we make every day from the littlest thing, like what Mm -hmm. am I going to eat for breakfast pulls a little bit out of our lake. Um, Big stressful events pull a little bit out of our lake. And it's amazing by the end of the workday, how many decisions we have to make from very simple decisions to complex decisions. So basically in this research, she was saying that what you should, what would be good is if you made important decisions when it feels like your lake is most full. For many of us, that's going to be in the morning when we first wake up, but we kind of have to know our rhythms. Some people, maybe it's, it's at night, but also just creating routines and schedules so that those daily decisions don't feel so exhausting. And we don't feel like we're draining our lake every single day. So just minding our lake, how much emotional bandwidth do you have to give to other people? How much emotional bandwidth do you have for your decisions? What kind of obstacles are getting into your lake and how can you keep your lake kind of smooth, kind of full without going from full to empty every day and being so exhausted? What do you think about that? 
I think it's a great plan. It, it's one of those that you hear a lot about self-care and everyone says, well, I don't have time. For me, that's, that's an option if you choose not to have time. For me, my self-care is 30 seconds. I can sit down, check in with myself, just quiet my mind and say, I'm so blessed and thankful that I'm here. For me, that's self-care. And I can do that when I'm super stressed, when I've had maybe a call that didn't go so well, I will just sit back, take four deep breaths and say, I'm so blessed that I'm here and I had the opportunity to make it through that call. And that refills my lake. So I know you've got all these rocks being thrown in. For me, I found these little things throughout my day that keeps adding back into my calmness on my lake, mm -hmm. as you would like to use your lake analogy. Uh, but it's definitely true. By the end of the day, a lot of us are exhausted. So I've I work with my clients to actually add things in to increase what they're filling back in because we give so much as women, we give so much to everybody, to the kids, to our spouses, to our parents, to our businesses, to colleagues, clients, heck the stranger on the street, we give time to, but we don't always give time to ourselves. So for my base, if you're not giving to yourself, your lake is going to drain. So I make myself that morning priority of my lake. If I don't get my time in, I actually rescheduled my day to get that time in somewhere. Mm, yeah. You got to fill it up. You got to, you yeah. got to find a way. So Katie, when you're talking to your clients about mental flexibility, you start with mm -hmm. the stream and then you go into obstacles so that they can kind of, um, know how they're going to solve, um, these, uh, obstacles that they foresee might get in the way they may or may not but you're just saying hey well if we're going to play what if let's let's just talk <laughs> about if these obstacles do come to fruition what are you going to do and show me how you practice creative problem solving which Stephen Hayes called it taking committed action you got to you got to be creative problem solvers in order to take committed action you kind of have to know okay if this gets in my way what am i going to do about it so where do you go after you talk about the obstacles so after we talk about obstacles, we work on our action plan. So we start with the action plan ahead of time with just the big layouts going, okay, so these are the big things. And so once we get the big things in place, then we go to the little stuff. So, okay, we know along this journey, we want to, for me, my big dream was to live in Florida, not just in Florida, because I needed to be here for family. I wanted to live on the beach. I was living in Orlando when I broke my dream. And I knew if I was going to be in Florida, I wanted to be on a beach. It took me 10 years and I got my dream come true, but it, I had to start with the big steps of, okay, here's what I need to do. I need a job that is flexible or I need my business sustaining me. For me, it was, I needed the flexible job so I could qualify for a mortgage. So I needed something that I could work from anywhere. I had the income coming in. I was growing my business. So it needed to be flexible with that. And I needed to make sure I could find a home and pick out where I wanted to live. So that was another big step. So once we got the big steps, we found the obstacles, and then we can say, okay, for that first big step, here's the next five things I can do. And we just keep taking up five, th five things at a time until we get to where we need to be. Does that make sense? Oh, absolutely. I, I love that your dream was to be on a beach because for so many of us, you know, we know kind of where we want to be and, and our environment mm -hmm. makes a huge difference. Oh, Some people are like, yeah. I need to be in the mountains. I need to have that space and that mountain mm -hmm. air and, and they need to be outside and have adventure. And some people are like, yeah. I need to be on the beach. I need calmness and serenity. And we know, especially during the <laughs> pandemic, that environment is everything. 
right? It is. Yes. Where we put our feet on the floor in the morning and how we go mm-hmm. through our day, where we live makes a big difference. If oh, we're yeah. not cold weather people and we live in a cold climate, we're never going to feel like we're connected to our values yeah. and what matters most to us. And that's yeah. always going to be something that gets in the way. Always. Yeah. And for me, it had to be my toes in the sand in the ocean every uh, day. <laughs> yep. Instead of creating snow angels, you can create sand angels and exactly. make all kinds of different designs <laughs> from castles to whatever it is that you make. So you, you start with the dream, you go to obstacles, and then you you keep going for me. You start with the dream, so there, you go to obstacles. Then we have a big outline of all the steps, all the major steps that we have to take to get there. And then we go to that first step because we don't want to get overwhelmed. We don't need to lay out every step for the next 10 years. We need to look at the next five things. What are the next five things that we can do to get closer to that goal? Hmm. And once we get those five things in, then we start breaking them down even further. So we look at number one, what are the first three things I can do for number one? And what am I going to do today? And when is it going to go in my schedule to make it happen? And when I talk small things, I'm talking, it could be as simple as I want to go look at a map and say, I want to research this city to see if I want to live there. And that's all you do. You don't research it. You just pick it out. That's yeah. one step. And then maybe tomorrow I go in and spend five minutes and research that city. Okay. That's another step. We're talking little tiny baby steps that don't feel like anything, but give it a month. And you are so further ahead than had you said, I have to do it all another day because it's just too much. Mm-hmm. It's a little two or three minutes. Right. We don't get stuck. And so much of how stress keeps us stuck is we become overwhelmed by the magnitude Mm -hmm. of what we think we want or what we think we should want or where we think (laughs) we should be. It's the magnitude of it. And so really what I hear you say is first start off by dreaming, then start off by, you know, telling me your perceived obstacles and then tell me one step at a time and build those tiny little steps into your day because I'm a list maker. And, um, and, you know, I work with in mental health every single day and I cannot tell you how many times I make this list and I'm automatically overwhelmed by my lists. And I'm like, come on, man, <laughs> Angie, you know better. And so then I have to like break it down and I have to rewrite my list and do a day by day thing on how I'm going to accomplish yeah. this stuff. So again, I'm talking to Katie Graham. She is the creator of everyday confidence coach and work. I'm Angie Miller. This is Strong Mind, Strong Body. We're talking about mental flexibility, or as Stephen Hayes calls it, psychological flexibility. How do we flex our mindset muscles so that we don't get stuck? And stress does not become something that we wear and carry around us like this big old baggage full of crap that we don't know how to deal with, right? Because it makes us not very nice people. So, um, Katie, I'm laughing you at your to-do list. What's that? <laughs> I'm laughing at your to-do list. I actually keep three. I have one that's like overall that I'm doing for the next six months. I have one that I want to do that comes up that I do. And then I, every morning I say, what are the top three things I'm doing today? That's all that goes on the list. When I get them done, I might go and pull the next three things in. But I'm like, like you, I get really overwhelmed if I have a list of 20 things in front of me, where do I start? Mm-hmm. So three at a time, I pick three things I'm doing today. And once those three things are done, I'll go back and pull a couple more. Yeah. And you know what? I've also been teaching myself and my clients a lot about self-compassion, a lot about saying, okay, you know what? Instead of um, expectations, how about an acceptance? Maybe I had these (laughs) expectations for how my day was going to go and it didn't go that way. And maybe I didn't get anything accomplished off my list, but how about acceptance and, and self-compassion for what Absolutely. I did get accomplished. So here's what I find myself doing before I go to bed now. 
I hope all of you aren't there aren't laughing at me, but it's been working. At the end of the day, before I go to bed, I think about, first of all, what are three things that went well today? That's kind of my gratitude. What are three things that went well today? You know what? It could have been as simple as I took a shower today. Yes, I have clean hair. <laughs> um, and then on the things that I didn't get accomplished, I think to myself, okay, how about a little compassion? I'm going to reflect back on what did go well, what I did accomplish. I'm going to let the rest go because you know what? There's another day and there's more time. So I actually add one other step into that one forgiveness. I added a forgiveness and half the time it's for myself because I didn't do something I wanted to do or something came up while I was working through my day. And I'm like, oh, I can't believe I did that three years ago. I'm like, oh, I got to forgive myself for that because it's not who I am right here, right now. And if I don't forgive it, I never let it go. Yeah. If I don't let it go, it comes up as an obstacle in the block every single time that whatever I'm working on appears. So when I can forgive it, that's my third that I add to your list. I also do the gratitude I make a list of everything that went great that day. I have to do at least five things that went great. And then I do a, um, a forgiveness. Ah, I love that. All right. Um, well, you know, forgiveness is important. There's a reason yes. why. Who was it? Don Henley uh, that wrote forgiveness. All right. So <laughs> way back when. All right. Otherwise, we just carry it around us like a chain. Okay. Yes. So we can't let ourselves go or other people. You know, I have something else that I want to add to kind of what you're saying, what I'm saying when it comes to mental flexibility. I think, you know, I talked about mind your lake. I think another one is mind your assumptions. One of my favorite oh, yeah. quotes is that we don't see things as they are. We see things as we are. And, um, that's how we get stuck because we get into this, this pattern that the, our way is, is the right way that our perceptions are correct. And so therefore other people's perceptions must be what incorrect. They must be wrong and we must be right. And so somebody always has to be right. Somebody always has to be wrong. And Stephen Hayes does this great exercise with couples where he hands them a piece of paper. And every time they have an argument about something, it's like, okay, you're right. Okay. You're right. Okay. You're right. Okay. You're right. Now what? So how, what is being right? Where does that get you actually? Because Nowhere. being right all the time and, and believing that the way we see things is the right way means that we have a fixed mindset and we have limited mental flexibility. But what if we come up with this oh, bright idea that other people have different perspectives different value systems. They see the world as they are. We see the world as we are. But if we really want to gain mental agility, we have to allow other thoughts. We have to flex mm -hmm. our mindset muscles and say, what if other people have an opinion that's different from mine? What if neither one of us is right and neither one of us is wrong? But when life demands that I change and pivot, I need to change and pivot. And Marsha Linehan, she's the kind of the guru of dialectical behavioral therapy. She talks about using a beginner's mind. And yes. what she means is abandon your preconceptions about how things should be and cultivate curiosity about other possibilities. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to go there, Katie, because it brings us right back to the very first thing you talked about, cultivating curiosity about yeah. what could be creating that dream? Well, you know, the one question I always ask if I don't see somebody else's perspective, and I use this a lot is, huh, can you help me see from where you sit? Mm. Share with me what you're talking about. Because even if whatever you're talking about, I don't, I may not see where you're coming from. And do I have time for a quick example? Of course. So yesterday I do have 
if you're looking for me on Instagram, I'm at Everyday Confidence Coaching. I had somebody drop in my comments yesterday that just started following me, doesn't really know the content, um, and is not the, the person I write for. So my content is directed towards women who are working on their confidence, working on they've done everything for everybody else, and they're now to the point they're ready to step into who they truly are. And that's the perspective I write from. And he made this comment about, um, I won't go into the details on it, but it was very much a derogatory towards my target. And I actually was very kind and responded back in the comments saying, you're coming from a very, you seem to be coming from a different perspective. You're looking at it from the male ego versus the heart driven woman. And that actually opened up a dialogue. He, as soon as I sent that, he immediately sent me a voice message going, I didn't think about that way. Can we talk about it? And we had this lovely dialogue back and forth. And he, he actually removed the comment going, I can't believe I was that disrespectful to something I didn't had nothing that I knew nothing about. Mm. So it was just simply opening up a dialogue, as you said, and talking about what's the other option here. Maybe somebody else sees something I don't. What's the other mm. option? What's the other possibility? You know what? And what's intriguing about that is the fact that you didn't battle him. You didn't get yeah. into the ring and get your gloves on and decide to mm -hmm. battle him and prove how right you were. Because yeah. I feel like there's so much of that going on in the world right now. There's a lot of mental inflexibility. We all want to prove how right we are. We want to mm -hmm. prove how wrong everyone else is because they don't think like we think. But again, that's how we get stuck. That's how we get, <laughs> that's how we stay where we are. Those are the kind of things that lead to thoughts of anxiety and depression. Those are the kind of things that make us numb because we're not comfortable. Because right. guess what? If we're so fixed on the way things should be and the world isn't working that way, or so, you know, somebody comes in and throws something at our machine, meaning the way that we're running our lives and everything goes into mm -hmm. upheaval, like we lose our jobs. If we're not mentally flexible, we are going to be crushed by the weight of it. But if yes. we are, more agile in our psychological processes, we're just better able to cope. And again, that's so important as the holidays come. It's so important as we have such divisiveness and our political views and all these other ways that we look at the world as. And so I just, I thought this episode was so important for today's times. And I love your perspective on it, Katie. And I just, I want to know before we go, is there anything you want to add to your process Oh, I just want to add, when you're stepping into the holidays, including with your siblings or family members, always remember they don't remember things the way you remember things. Like you said earlier, we all look through our own lens, our own perspective. And it's funny, I'm one of four kids and we all remember almost everything very differently. <laughs> and I used to argue about, no, I'm right, you're right. And now I'm like, huh, I don't see it that way. Can you share with me how you saw it that way? And, you know, we no longer have those um, stressful family events. Now we can laugh and joke and go, okay, yeah, I get it. Mm. So give everyone a little bit of ease and grace. You know what? I'm really glad you brought that up. That was another conversation I had with my daughters <laughs> this weekend. Not only do we all remember things differently, but there's a lot of research that we can misremember things, yeah. especially in cases of trauma. We can misremember. We can put in events that didn't happen. And so we have to give each other a little grace and realize I have four sisters and we go back and we reflect on situations. My sister and I had one recently when my mom was sick and she said something and I became very triggered. And this is my sister I talk to her every day. And I was like, hold on. <laughs> Here. And my guard went up and I said, Hey, Laura, I need you to step back. I need you to tell me where you're at with this comment because I can't help it. I took it personal. Help me yeah. understand. And then she's yeah. like, You know, Angie, man, 
calm your, your, <laughs> you know, sensitive psyche here. And so we had to reflect on it and we weren't fully in agreement on how it all yeah. played out, but I was able to say, okay, you know what, that was, that's where you're at now, but do remember that where you're at now, you're looking back at through a different lens. Yeah. And at that time, we all had a very different lens. So, oh, yeah. um, so Katie, thank you so much for joining us. And I'm glad you. that you told the listeners again, Katie's at Everyday Confidence Coach. I'm Angie Miller Fitness. I follow Katie and Katie follows me <laughs> and I go to Katie for all my knowledge. So um, thanks to all of you. Not all of it. <laughs> <laughs> thanks to all of you, NASM and Apple listeners. Thanks to everyone out there in our audience. Do weigh in. Do tell me what you like to hear, what you want more of. I really appreciate you. Without you, we wouldn't be here. So we'll see you next time. Bye.